When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Yeah. Happy New Year. Oh, thanks. Don't forget that resolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I see that you're smoking over there. Uh, I guess you forgot yours. Yeah, yeah. Don't bust my balls. <laughs> all right, all right. Next up, 2022. And scene. Thank you very much. <laughs> Where are we in a train station? Welcome to 2022, everybody. Happy New Year. And that was just a fun little spur-of-the-moment sketch to illustrate that if you haven't already given up your New Year's resolution or broken your resolution by, what is it, January 4th, statistics tell you you will by the 15th. So don't worry. So you know what? We're not going to talk about New Year's resolutions in this episode. I think we already did a resolution, smezolution episode last year. And I'm sure there's plenty of that going around. You can get your resolution somewhere else. We're going to instead talk a little bit about the fun topic of, are you ready? You guessed it. Taxes? I mean, taxes! Yeah, we all love talking about taxes. Doing our taxes, it's so much fun. And, well, anyway, it can't be all fun and games here on the podcast. We are trying to do some business-style advice as well. So taxes is a legit thing, whether you are a sole proprietor, a sole proprietor, an LLC, or you're just figuring it all out. I personally am a sole proprietor. I have had that since about 2009, and we're going to talk a little bit about getting your taxes in order. And I'm going to make this as easy as possible because it's really not that fun to talk about, but it is necessary, right? So first things first, I always like to keep track of my sales, how many sales I've made throughout the year. I typically run around, 
you know, the 70 or 80 sales mark per year, which is like 70 or 80 original painting sales. That's about what I sell. I've typically in the last few years, it's been around 80. But in 2020, I actually set a record and sold 101 paintings. So that was great. But then I dipped a little bit this year and sold closer to 60 paintings. And that's interesting because I actually sold less uh, because the pandemic, people were just buying artwork like they were like it was going out of style. And this year, I think people just had enough of it for a while. They filled their houses. They started to go outside a bit. So they started to kind of change their focus on their money, what they were spending. And this holiday season was definitely different for me too, which I normally count on about 10 to 20 new sales. So, and I've gotten a few and a few, a few, and a few more might be coming. I am recording this a tiny bit before the new year. So it's very possible that I might get one or two squeaked in there before that. Um, but the one thing that was interesting was I did sell less, but I sold each individual piece at a higher price point on average this year. So I kind of made up and balanced it out a little bit. Like I had my biggest sale ever this year, and I had a couple of my biggest sales months ever this year, and then I had a couple of my worst sales months ever. So it kind of balanced out, and that's okay. I'm willing to trade volume for quality and a higher price point. I think we should all be kind of incrementally raising our prices over the years, and we will talk about that in a later episode. But it's okay. I will, like I said, I will sacrifice a little bit of volume for a higher price point on each individual sale. This is just a good place to start because just having an idea of how many pieces you sold is, you know, that way nothing slips through the cracks and you don't get anything left behind. Like I actually put all my sales up on Instagram for the most part. I have in the past left out a couple, but I try to just mark those sales on Instagram so I can look back over and go, oh yeah, okay, easily, boom, sold, sold, sold. I can tally that up just by going through my Instagram feed. And if I've missed a couple here and there, I will look at it later by going through each individual bank account or payment source, and then I'll find a couple of the other ones that might have slipped through the cracks. But if you keep it all in one specific place, it makes it a whole lot easier. So that is tip number one. And let me back up a second. First things first, I told you I'm a sole proprietorship. So if you're looking for ways to become a legitimate business, you can look into LLCs. I don't know a whole lot about LLCs, but for me, I think the easiest way to go is sole proprietorship. I just went in and filled out some forms with the LA County Registrar's Office, and they give you a tax ID that you can use. You can take to your accountant or whatever if you want to use do it on your own, which I will talk about later. I don't recommend it once you get into really selling a lot because it gets kind of intricate and you don't want to miss out on getting all the deductions that you can and even maybe getting some money back. So anyway, I will start with a sole proprietorship, which is very easy to do. And it's very simple when it comes to the end of the year and filling out your taxes. Now, I recommend having an account. For the first about 10 to 12 years, I did my taxes on my own. I just used software like free or very cheap software, and I would just fill out my own taxes. The problem with that is it only gives you pretty much the basic things to do. Now, I go to a good accountant, and you'll pay a little bit more, but you will see that payoff in spades when it comes to getting your return or you know you'll get your you'll get more bang for your buck basically by going to an account if you have a good accountant and you have a lot of things to write off a lot of receipts so i would highly recommend going to an account and then the next step is and the one of the most important steps really is keeping all of your receipts so i just have a file in my file cabinet that i just label tax receipts for pms artwork 2021 and i just throw anything in there materials supplies, 
shipping costs, pencils, laundry, anything you do that relates to your business and has a receipt, take that, put it in that pile. At the end of the year, you can kind of tally those up and figure out how much you're going to deduct. And this is so important because I spend so much money on shipping costs. And you can even deduct, like if you go out for coffee with an artist friend or a collector, you can write off, you know, getting coffee or having lunch, things like that. You can deduct a third of your domicile if you work from home and you have a studio there and you do your business from there, which I do. You can write off a third of that basically as business use. So that will save you some money. And I know this sounds very daunting at first. I know when I first started doing this, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to remember to get all my receipts and everything. But it's so simple. You go to, like, let's say you go to Blick to get your materials. They throw the receipt in your bag. When you're unloading your stuff, just take it out of the bag, put it in the file. Boom. Don't even have to worry about it until the end of the year. It's as simple as that. I will throw receipts from restaurants or coffee shops or even you know, whatever, shipping locations like FedEx or USPS, I'll just throw them right in my wallet. And then every couple months or so, I'll pull them out, throw them in the file, done. You can tally it up at the end of the year. It's really not a problem. And look, there's a lot of good software and apps out there, which I'm not going to name right now because I don't use them. But I know there are some out there. I had some in the past, didn't really work for me. I actually prefer my own style, and my own approach. Uh, but you can look into those kind of apps or software to keep track where you can even like scan in receipts and it'll just organize them for you. That's really helpful. That's great. For me, it's really easy just to have a file. I just dump it in there. I forget about it until the end of the year. It just takes me like one day of or part of a day of headache to just put it together at the end of the year. Not a problem. As opposed to like sitting down, scanning receipts every single time. I personally much prefer the other way. I just realized I should have been splitting this up with some sort of like Batman thing in between. Taxman! just to kind of signify a break. So we're going to start that now. So let's move on to painting sale payments. Tax man! Eh, eh, eh. Ah, Anyway, we'll see. It's fun for me. So these painting sale payments can seem daunting as well at the beginning. It's like, how am I going to keep these all in one place? I'm getting paid from seven or eight different marketplaces on my website, in the galleries. Oh my God, all over the place, studio sales, whatever. Yeah, it does seem a little daunting at the beginning. But I always like to just keep it simple. So I know I'm getting paid basically on either PayPal, Stripe, Venmo, or my bank account. And most of those empty into my one bank account that I'm using for my business anyway. So at the very end of the day, you can really just go over that. But if that's too complicated, you can just break down each payment source. I will do like an end of the year tally on PayPal, end of the year on Stripe, end of the year on Venmo, And then I will check my bank account if there's some extra little sales in there and then just put those together. And that keeps it very simple. And I will put that into a P&L, which is a profit and loss sheet, which I'll go into in a minute. But a lot of people worry about, oh my God, I have to like take my commissions out there. I got to, you know, put my commissions in and then take those out, figure out the commissions. Oh, I paid 40% here. I paid 33% here. I paid 50% here. Then I got to take that out and figure it out. I just cut all that out because Basically, if you're getting a sale on a marketplace or in a gallery, they're going to take their commission out typically almost 100% of the time before they pay you out. So you don't even have to worry about that. You're not going to put that in and then write that off, take it out. You're just going to end up with the same number. So basically just go off of your net sales. So if I sold a painting for $1,000 and the gallery took 40%, 
I'm going to get $600 from that. So I'm just going to go through and tally up all those sales, all those net sales to get my number for the end of the year. That just keeps all your sales nice and neat and very simple. Now, on the off chance that you had to pay somebody out after you got paid, then you can put that into your profit and loss statement, which I'm going to go into now, and that'll keep that nice and neat. But honestly, almost 100% of my sales, all of that stuff is taken out at the beginning. It'll be taken out from the gallery, from the art marketplace, and then it will be given to me my, my net amount that I have to worry about at the end of the year. So profit and loss, or P&L, is very, well, for what we're going to be doing, for all intents and purposes, we're going to make it very simple and I'm just going to walk you through what I do. And you can look this up. There are templates, there are examples online, but mine is pretty simple. I just do, obviously, like my name, address at the top for the year, and then you do profit and loss for a period of January 1st through December 31st of 2021, for example, for this year. And then I'm going to do my revenue, and I'm going to have it out like on a spreadsheet. And you can break it down, PayPal, your bank account, Venmo, Stripe, whatever you're using, you can break those down. Or you can just do your bank account, the final tally sheet, make it easy, and just do that number under your revenue for whatever you got paid. Anything that you got paid, whether it was through a gallery, an online art marketplace, through a friend who visited your studio, through whatever that is, whatever you can think of that you got paid for, you can put that all right there, make it really easy, and then that can be your total revenue. Now, you're going to go to the next section, which is costs, and a lot of you may not even have costs, but like I was saying earlier, if you had to break it down and pay somebody out afterwards, you can put that into your cost section. Or if you have help in your studio, let's say you have like a paid intern, or you have somebody who helps you with PR, or you have somebody who helps you with your website, or you have somebody who's like an hourly employee, whatever they're doing in your studio, that's where you're going to put that cost. You're going to pay, okay, I paid $10,000 to this person this year. There was a part-time employee you're going to pay, put your payout as $10,000 right there. And then you're going to go down to your, that's going to be your gross profit. So it's going to be basically your total revenue minus your cost that you paid out. That's going to be your gross profit. I can't speak. That's going to be your gross profit. And then you're going to go down underneath that, another column, and it's going to be expenses. This is where I put like my art materials, my shipping, my advertising, my miscellaneous things that I buy for the studio, any sort of equipment, whatever you're using that can be deducted there, that's where you're going to put that amount. Now, it's going to be, at the end of that, it's going to be your adjusted gross profit. So that's what you're going to give to your accountant, which is your revenue minus your costs minus all those expenses. That's going to be your adjusted gross profit. Very easy. I keep it as simple as possible. Tax man! And like I said, there are plenty of templates out there for you to look at for profit and loss. But really, this is kind of for your own records. You can bring it into the accountant as well. But you're going to be bringing in a spreadsheet of whatever your bank account is, like a printout of your statement or a printout of your PayPal, printout of your Stripe, printout of all that, and then they can go through that. But if you do it in a profit and loss sheet and have your own records to back that up, that should be a nice summary for them to work with. Taxman! Oh, wow. Creepy. (laughs) I kind of fell apart. I liked it. Now, a good accountant should also be setting aside some of your money to basically pay yourself to Social Security. So when it gets to the time of retirement, you actually get paid out something. Because I know personally, working in the restaurant business before, you have to declare your tips. But a lot of times, based on the restaurant, there are some that didn't declare those on your paycheck. So they would save some money. 
So you ended up basically declaring, you know, whatever, 20% of what you actually made uh, through the restaurant of your tips. I mean, your hourly wages you're getting declared, but your tips you're only getting 20% because the restaurant takes what you declare and then they do a certain number, which is very shady. But it ends up screwing you in the end because you don't get paid the amount that you're supposed to get paid into your social security for your retirement. So hopefully you have a good accountant that's going to be doing that for you as well so you are covered when it comes to retirement age. And look, if they don't, it's your life, it's your money, so ask them to do that for you. Taxman! So in the end, it's really not that difficult. It's mainly about holding on to your receipts, keeping all your payments very simple with what your sources of payment are, keeping records of all of that, And you know what? They really keep the records for you. So as long as you're keeping your receipts and you can go in later and get records of all your payments, as long as you know that and you have a tally sheet of how many paintings you've sold, the rest is pretty easy. Doing an easy profit and loss sheet is not going to be difficult for you and your accountant's going to be able to navigate your way through all the other stuff. So just make sure you're getting all the write-offs you can with the receipts, using part of your home for business if you can, And of course, looking into how you want your business structured. Like, I want mine to be a sole proprietorship. I highly recommend that. But look into it, weigh your options, look into LLCs, look into sole proprietorships, look into other options that are out there. But I think you'll find that sole proprietorship is much easier if it's you, especially if it's just you and you're running your own studio and you're kind of a a one-person operation like I am. That's going to be the easiest way to do it. And yes, you do have to do a tax renewal at the end of every year, which you fill out online. It's very easy, especially if you're in California. I don't know every other state, but I'm in California. I do it at the end of the year or in January of the next year online. It takes me like five minutes. I plug in all my information. When I've already broken down my sales and what my net is, I just go on there. I plug in some numbers and boom, done. You won't owe anything. I think you don't owe anything unless you have profits of like 250000 or more. It could be more than that. So if you if you have profits of 250000 or more as an individual sole proprietor artist, then that is a good problem to have. And that's what we should all be shooting for. But if you have less than that, then don't worry, y'all. You won't have to pay a thing. I love it. It keeps getting creepier and creepier. So that's basically it. That is a very simple way to get started. Those are simple things that you can start doing right now. If you haven't already, I'm sure some of you out there are on top of this and you are doing better than I'm doing even and you have other tips and tricks. That's great. This was kind of meant to be for somebody who's just starting out trying to figure out how to get organized and up their game when it comes to their art business. So if that's what you're looking for, this is a good little blueprint to get started and maybe I'll do a little follow-up later with some more intricate examples and tips, tools, and tricks. But for right now, that should get you started. And guess what? That could be your New Year's resolution. Ah, bring it all back, everybody. This could be your New Year's resolution. I'm going to get organized with my taxes for the tax man or the tax woman or the tax non-binary, gender-fluid, cisgendered, whatever tax person they come in all shapes and sizes everybody so get yourself organized for the tax entity tax all right all right i think we got it covered i think that is a good place to start and that means it's a good place to end thanks for listening everybody i'll see you all next time got some good interviews coming up got some good episodes coming up and pretty soon 
we're going to be dipping our toes into the NFTs. So stick around for that. Take care. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful. So thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.